It's RYOBI days at the Home Depot. Buy a RYOBI OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks and get one of over 20 select RYOBI OnePlus tools up to an $84 value, free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other RYOBI tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. RYOBI days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're live. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotist. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, run me like a racehorse. Pull me like a ripcord. Break me down and build me up. I want to be the slip, slip. Word upon your lip, lip. Rather that you rip, rip. Break me down and build me up. Whatever it takes. Well, hello everyone, I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth Podcast. With me, as always, is Sugar Shane. How are you doing today, Shane? Man, doing just peachy. Can't complain. Well, that's good. Just let everyone know that our podcast is on twice a week, initially live, on Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then again on Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live both of those times. Initially, of course, you can go back through our library of podcasts and pick one and listen to it at any time. You can find us on Twitter and you can tweet at us. Real easy to find on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio on Twitter. And the link. To our Spreaker account is in the bio on the Sweet Truth Twitter account, and you can find us there. So, uh, of course, well, you can tweet us during the show, and and oh, if you yeah, have please the, do. yeah, if you have the Spreaker app, uh, you can tweet. I don't have access to that when we're on the air, but um, I um, do, yeah, yeah, Sugar Shane does. And just to make mention, uh, Eagle Scouts listening, and uh, Tony the Tiger's listening from the bathroom. From the bathroom. Don't know exactly what he's doing, but he's in the bathroom. (laughs) But I wanted to make mention of my nephew real fast. Um, He's got this kind of ironic, or I don't guess you'd call it ironic, coincidental really. But uh, next weekend, he's in wrestling. Um, Mm -hmm. It's Christopher's boy. One was on the podcast with us. Uh, it's, It's his son, his oldest one. He's a freshman in high school now, and next next weekend he'll be going for the uh, wrestling for the state championship in uh, the freshman division. So, uh, just want to wish him the best of luck. Uh, he's he's really a big guy, man. He's really filled out. He's a pretty big boy. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, just want to wish him the best. That, uh, and he's having the meet. What the coincidental part is, he's having the meet at the uh, where I start, where I went to college when I first graduated high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're having it. It's uh, northeast Georgia, probably about about a good two hours from where we lived. So okay. But, uh, so just hoping he does good there. Of course, sure. He's been doing pretty good all year. He even he even went and wrestled one year when he was one day when he was sick. Coach told him not to, and he said he was all right. He did it anyway. Right, right, right. So I mean, that showed me there he had some dedication. Yeah. But uh, well, anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of different things on today's podcast. But of course, the. Uh, 800-pound gorilla in the room, you cannot ignore this story, was the uh, the mass shooting, yeah. another school shooting down in Florida. Um, the death tally is as high as 17. Yep. I believe there's at least one other person in critical condition. Yeah, there's 14 injured, last I yeah. heard. Yeah, now, from what I understand, I, I can't guarantee this to be true, but from what I understand, most of those are out of... As far as being in a life-threatening situation, they're out of the woods. Good. Uh, one's in critical condition. Of course, that can uh, that can be dangerous. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly where I want to start with this. Uh, we, you know, let me say this first. We talk a lot about what is a hero. Mm. And there's been a couple of stories emerge from this that um, what I always say are true heroes. And I hope I'm saying this guy's name correctly. His name was Aaron Feiss. Feiss? Yeah, it was a a weird name. Yeah. Um, Now, he was a football coach, um, security guard, and uh, he was an alumni, I believe, of the school. And uh, he was killed. Yeah. And... uh, he selflessly shielded students from the shooter oh, when wow. he was shot. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. wow. That's a hero right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we hear I, I, football players, basketball players, they are what they are, man. You know, they bounce a rubber ball up and down a wood floor. Yeah. Uh, and I know you, you're enamored with actors and, and all this, and I, I'm not taking anything away from their talent. Oh, yeah. That's, I, that's... I, just, I, I just find it very strange that I don't know what this guy made a year. L- l- let's pick a number. Let's say it was 50000 a year. I, yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, probably somewhere was, in that range. Somewhere in that range. Now, if, 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 some, if this story gets made into a movie – Okay, we're, we're going to hire some actor like Mac Damon or one of those other people to play this yeah. guy. Yeah. And we're going to give him $20 million. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, I just um, – and I just kind of picked Matt Damon out of the air. I'm not picking on him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just find that um, – I just find – I find that very odd. That's uh, like I've just, always said. I admire their talent, and I do, some, I do believe some are better than others far as their talent and skill level but i don't think that actors are heroes i don't yeah. think that's, that's just i just admire their craft uh i do think it takes some skill because i don't Absolutely. think it, and i don't think any tom dick and harry can do it probably but, not 
but I do. Not saying that at all. I better, but, I yeah, to get it's just, but, but, and the money that we give right. them is out of proportion for the people who really do the shit. Exactly, and I agree. I agree. But I, I agree, and I, and I agree with you that they do get paid too much, and I don't think they're worth what they get paid. But still, and yet, I don't place the blame on the actors. I place no. it on the, the facilities and the studios that are willing to pay that. Because like I've said before, if somebody came to me right now and I wanted to offer me a million dollars a year to do a radio show for some fucking big network or some shit, I don't think I'm worth it. Yeah. But am I going to say no? Fuck no. My whole point in this, as far as having a societal problem, is I've I've known people when the Cavs are really hot during the playoffs. I've, I've I'm going to rephrase that. I have heard <laughs> on more than one occasion um, certain people who are able because of the means that they have to get a courtside seat, which is thousands of dollars. Okay. To watch a bunch of millionaire grown men bounce a rubber ball up and down a wood floor. And I, you know what? If you can afford to do that, that's more power to you. All right. I, I, would, I, I if, would never pay that anyway. But my point is, same people, these same people, if, if this guy that got killed, this guy that was working at this school, if he wanted to join a union down there, uh, a teacher's union, these same people who pay that money to watch that basketball game would say that guy doesn't deserve it. That guy makes too much money. He has summers off and everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, th- that's that's Hell, what I'm talking about. Ball players get six butts off. Yeah, I mean they only play six butts out of the year. These teachers just about. These teachers anymore in today's world not only have to be teachers, but they have to be part psychologist, part counselor, part family counselor. And when push comes to shove, some of them, like this guy here, step in the path of bullets for these kids. Right. They make too much money. They don't deserve to be in a union. Right. So say these people that hold their nose driving through the bad section of town on their way to watch a bunch of millionaires bounce a rubber ball up and down the wood floor. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, here again, I, I, I can't play basketball as good as LeBron James. I'll be the first one to admit it. I can't oh, throw. Oh, a no, I ain't nowhere near it. Hey, you're probably better than I am. <laughs> I can't throw a football like Tom Brady. Never was that athletic. You know? Um right. You know, I could go on down the list here. I can't play a guitar like Eddie Van Halen. I, I, I could go down the list here. I'm not taking away anything from these people's talent. Right. But the pedestal that we put the, the celebrity culture, the, the cult of celebrity is probably a good way to put it. And, and today we have people who are famous who can't even do shit. Their, their only only talent was being born to famous parents, and they get a, a reality TV show and sit around and oh, talk about their, their drug addictions and their and their screwing and everything else. And how bad their life sucks as they drink a $500 bottle of wine. I mean, because we watch that shit. Yeah. We, we go out and buy the perfume and everything else that these people slap their names on. For doing nothing other than being born. And um, I, I just, 
I, I have a problem with that. We, we need to start idolizing people like like this guy here. And yeah. there's thousands upon thousands of them sprinkled throughout this country who are dedicating themselves to educating children. A lot of times ed- educating children in, in, in pretty rough school districts because they want to help these kids. They want to help these kids rise above their situation and, and, and have a better life. And they're doing it for a fraction of the amount of money that they would make in other parts of the private sector doing carefree jobs. Um, and then get turned around and, and, and then to have society turn on them and say, well, you want a union? We ain't voting for no stinking pay raise for our school. You know, right. that's the that's the uh, the, that's the, the problem that I have with that. Um, the, the next thing that you get into when you start talking about these shootings is, of course, the issue of uh, guns. Yeah. And, you know, this is a complex issue because, uh, full disclosure here, I'm licensed to carry. Okay, I, don't too, I don't too often carry, but I am licensed. I didn't know that. This shocks me. I, I don't know. I don't remember what all I went through to get that. Um, the, I've had it for a long time. And when I went through it the first time, if I remember correctly, I had to pass a federal background check from the FBI. And I don't know if that's still the case in Ohio or not. Should be. Um. And uh, they fingerprint you in the whole the whole nine yards, and you know they do. I, I I'm pretty sure my background check was two weeks long. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. So I am all for the ability to um, protect yourself, especially in the home. And I say in the home because, as a whole, um, my experience with this, I've I've had a lot of friends who, who are police. I've had. Uh, back in the day, both my own family and close friends of ours had small businesses that were broken into and, and things like that. And I can tell you that as a whole, um, in terms of a professional burglar, a professional thief, you probably don't have much to fear in terms of your safety. Hmm. Most of the time, a professional thief is going to be in and out of your house so quick, you don't even know they were there. As a matter of fact, you might not even realize that your shit's gone until you know, yeah. go find it. Oh, yeah. Hey, have you seen free? <laughs> They'll do it while you sit at the damn kitchen table eating dinner. Um, so they're not going to come in your house and terrorize you. They're not going to come in the house and, and kill you. Professional thieves just don't do that. Right. So you have to, when you're in a situation where somebody is coming in your house, let's say during the night or during the evening, when they know you are there, now you have a completely different situation on your hands. Because anybody that's coming into your house when they know you are there are perfectly willing to terrorize you, are perfectly willing to yeah. harm you. Yeah. And that's when it goes not- to, that's when an operation put a cap on that ass goes into motion. It's exactly right. And, and, <laughs> and here's, the thing. here's here's what the the gun control advocates will not concede. Even if you do not own a gun, okay. Even if you don't have a gun in your house, the fact that it is legal to kill somebody when they come into your house and threaten you is a deterrent for them. It protects you as well. Right. And here again, I've known a lot of police, and they'll flat out tell you. That the only reason that a lot of uh, guys don't break into homes is because they know they can get killed doing it. That's the only reason they don't come in. It's not because they're afraid of getting arrested. So, uh, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much on, on, I guess you could say, on the conservative side of that issue. Yeah, I am too. Um, but th- there's, there's more to it than that. Okay? Yeah. Because there is the component of what a criminal does in the process of a criminal act. And that can be understood. Let's say with street crime and so on and so forth, you have gangs that want to maintain their territory. They want to instill fear in the community and on and on. It's basically a for-profit enterprise in one way or another. Um, and, and that can be understood. What we're having now over the last couple of decades with these mass shootings, and this is, these mass shootings are even different than serial killers. Serial killers, for the most part, do not want to get caught. They might tantalize the police, but they, they have an enjoyment of inflicting pain and, and torture and, and, and other things, and they don't want to get caught. They want, they want to keep doing what they're doing. All right. With these mass shootings, you have people who essentially want to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. They, uh, now, now, this case in Florida is a little different. We don't know the details about that. This guy was taken into custody, but that is unusual. Okay. They tried to get bond. Of course, the judge turned it down. Yeah, um, but but these these mass shooters often want to go out in a, in a blaze of glory. They they want to take out as much life as they can, and then go out themselves. And this is a relatively, I'm going to say, a new phenomenon. I, I mean, it's not new over the past few years, but historically, you didn't have yeah. things like this happening. Shit, I mean, though. there was. I mean, there was I mean, this this type of thing didn't happen during the 1950s. You didn't have somebody go into a malt shop, kill everybody, and then plan on getting killed by the police. I mean, right. it just didn't it just didn't happen. So the, the question becomes: We have another component here, especially with these AR-15s. Here again, I'm very much a, a self-defense person. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm for it 100. Um, percent But there seems to be a situation where people who shouldn't be getting their hands on these guns are getting them. And I, I don't know anything about this case in particular, but other ones, they've gotten them from their parents. The, the one, her, his mom was, you know, wanting him to have a hobby. Now, he's got all kinds of mental problems. He, he, he looks he looks wow. like Charles Mann. His mom Jesus. says, all right, well, buy him an AR-15, so he's got a hobby. And oh, it was my ridiculous. God, have mercy. They ought to fucking charge her ass. Well, she he killed her. Oh, oh well. So anyway, sooner um, I guess. I hate to say it that way. God damn it, stuff! You're that fucking stupid, man. I mean, you just put the gun into the damn hands of a mentally ill person. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any problem with some sort of a background check. I went through it. Mm. Okay, and I went through one that's much more extensive than what you what you go through just to buy a, a a gun for your house. Okay, and um, I didn't have any qualms about it, um, and I don't have a problem with some sort of a, nat- uh, a national uh, background check system, so that if I go to New York or you know wherever uh, Pennsylvania, uh, some sort of a gun show, and they check me, it, there's a federal background check system, so that you know you're, it's not limited to that state. Right. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit more nervous when you start getting into gun registries and things like that. I don't I don't know that that's a good idea. 
Um, you know, like the Nazis, for example, everybody talks about the Nazis, but you know, any place that they went into that had gun registers, all they did was round up all the people who had guns. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you, that you want to go down that road. But, um, uh, w- with that being the case, background checks, things of that nature, I don't have a problem like, uh, with that. Uh, if there seems to be one person who's making a lot of attempts to buy weapons, and I've had some buddies who who have been checked out by the uh, ATF because they've bought like a hundred guns over the last two years, and they got them all, and they're perfectly legal. But when you're buying that amount of guns, I don't have a problem with somebody saying, "Hey, what are you doing with these guns?" Okay, right. um, as long as here again, that's that's different than specifically cata- uh, uh, cataloging each of them and, and and as to where they're at. But. Uh, uh, I think that's part of the problem. I think that uh, we have, a, have to have a better background check system. Um, but essentially, here's the, here's the problem I have with both conservative and liberal points of view on, on the gun issue. L- let me kind of illustrate kind of a hypothetical situation for you. Let's say I'm sitting in a room with, a, with somebody who potentially wants to kill me. And sitting right next to them on the coffee table is a gun. Okay. What the liberals want to do is come in there and and take the gun away from him, okay? Which, okay, that's good. Um, Hopefully, he's not going to shoot me. Hopefully, he's not going to get another one, whatever. That's good. Yeah. Now, what conservatives want to do is come in the room and say, okay, well, he's got a gun. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you one, too. Okay, so at least I'm sitting there with a gun and I can defend myself if I have to. Okay, I I guess that's good, too. But here's what everybody forgets. In either case, I am still sitting in a room with somebody who's perfectly willing to kill me. Right. So the, the question becomes is why are we sitting in a room with so many people that are willing to kill us now? Where are all these people coming from? Like like we like we said just a minute ago, that wasn't the case during the 1940s and the 1950s. Oh, no. No, you didn't have none of that shit, man. I mean, that, that shit didn't even happen when I was born. I was born in 75. I don't remember no guy. I, I never heard of no damn school shootings or something like that. Well, I, I don't understand why there's so many people who are that disenfranchised. Oh, yeah. That fucked up. society that they're willing to kill as many people as they can, including them, themselves. A lot of the time. I, that to me is and, – and that kind of ties into with the enormous appetite that we have for drugs in this country. It seems we have this uh, fascination with self-destruction. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how to put it. But it's almost oh, like we, it. we've had this – we've romanticized our own inevitable mortality. And uh, I, I, I just uh, – I, I, I'm at a loss for words for that. Now, I was uh, listening to uh, some people bat around some ideas as, as to why some of this might be happening, and we get into the issue of mental health again. Yeah. And some interesting points were brought up, um, one of which is that social media now. Um, we have a generation of people now who, for the most part, have been brought up into the world through the ability to access social media. Right. 
and I enjoy it. I'm I'm the first one. You know, I plead guilty. I, I I have a profession that relies on social media marketing. I do a lot of it. I probably spend too much time on my phone. You know, guilty as charged. But the difference between me and a lot of other people is yeah. that I also know how to have a conversation with a real person. Yeah, and you use it for business. And I yeah yeah well, go ahead. well what I'm getting at here is 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 now we have a generation of people who have learned how to communicate via how many likes they get they get this validation as as terms of how many followers they have um, uh, how many of the cool people follow them or how many of the cool people they're connected with on social media. And because of the fact we follow what we like, we, we follow people that, that think like we do, we follow people that act like we do, that have the same opinions about everything, and anybody that um, is, is counter to our views is somebody that we block. Because God knows we don't want to hear anything that, that interferes right. with the view of the world. Yeah. We don't Kinda want to admit want, we're wrong. That's what well, it boils I'm, not, I'm not even sure it, it's come down to admitting they're wrong because I, I don't even know that, that – that threshold has been met, that they yeah. realize that they're – Oh, no. I, 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 I kind of wonder if a lot of these young people now, and, and it's, it's kind of supported by the, the college campus, uh, you know, the safe spaces and the you – know, all, all this other stuff now, that young people now are, are creating a world for themselves that simply does not exist. They have a view of themselves that are molded through the reactions that they get on social media. Yeah. They, they create these hashtags for these utopian uh, ideals that never really come together the way that they think that they are in the real world. And when they get out into the real world and they find out that these things don't happen the way that they expect them to, the way that they have designed their image to be on social media – uh, they have a problem reconciling that reality. Um, and, and I'm wondering if a lot of these maladjusted young people are, are, are a product of that. And because of the fact that I'm in the business world and, and I'm, I, I get a good cross-section of entrepreneurs uh, that, I, that I meet, a lot of them are, let's say, uh, starting a new career instead of going into retirement. They've started a small business. So I get people on the older side of things. And I get people who are fresh out of school or you know, just very young and starting out in life. And, and, and I, I notice that the, the, uh, the younger they are, now, here again, it's not written in stone, but a lot of the naive assertions that I hear about business, a lot of the naive assertions I hear about human resources, a lot of the naive assertions I hear about politics mostly come from young people that um, really don't know anything about the real world. And, and I, not I, at I, all. And Shit, I, no. I, I'm not saying that I was a genius when I was 19 years old. But I, I had I, I knew what was going on around me. I knew I knew yeah. what. There's a difference. You know, That's for damn sure. I, I had a, a much greater awareness, and I'm pretty sure that most of my friends did as well than than what I am running into uh, out there today. Yeah. Um. It seems like their world is molded is molded entirely by social media, and it's molded by academia. 
Well, I've found that it seems like to me, I'll tell you what I've found. This may offend some people when I tell say this, and if it does, I'm sorry that it offends you. I'm not sorry that I said it. But I have found that a lot of these young millennials nowadays, when they're using this social media, I think they are sympathy hunters. There are people that look for somebody to, like you said, like their post, comment on it, how bad they feel or whatever. Because what I find so much of on Facebook especially is I find people making posts about how bad their fucking life sucks and how they hate this and how they hate that. They don't like right, this right, right. don't like that. And then the next thing you know, people's on there just fucking paddling. To, I don't ever do it because I don't give a shit. But they're on there goddamn putting comments in there about because I know what the game is. Right. That's the only reason why I don't say nothing. But they come on there and they'll put comments in. Oh, you need help? Let me call you. I'll call you. I'm like, man, all you're doing is just feeding the goddamn ego, man. That's yeah. all you're doing. And you're right. They have separated themselves from reality. They have no concept of what it is to sit down and have a real conversation face-to-face. People nowadays, they go to a restaurant. They're sitting right across from each other. Right across from each other. And I, I was at a restaurant one night, a family of four. I think it was a daughter, a son, and a mom and a daddy. But they were all sitting at the fucking table on their goddamn phones, man. All four right. of them at the fucking restaurant. They could have put that shit down and had a damn conversation amongst the four of them and learned a little bit about each other that fucking day. But oh, hell no. We got to find out what's going on with Tootie Fruity and how sad her fucking ass is. Yeah. No, it's no. It, quit feeding it, man. People want to know how. Well, I hear people all the time. How's, how's keeping up with the Kardashians still on? Because you're watching it. Somebody is. Yeah. Not me, but I mean, somebody is. Somebody's yeah. loving this shit. Yeah. But I didn't mean to get off track, but go ahead. No, 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 no. You're, you know, I, I, I believe we've covered that topic enough for today as far as uh, the social media aspect of it goes. Uh, right, um, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a reasonable person when it comes to gun regulation. Uh, I, 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 I kind of feel that as far as the law-abiding citizen cons- is concerned, we'll put that in quotation marks, um, there's probably enough laws in place. What people don't realize is where I really feel there has to be a change in law enforcement is the gun trafficking. Uh, the people who are supplying street criminals, for example, and the statistics are overwhelming on this. Most of the guns used in the commission of crimes. Now, now, now I'm not talking about these mass shootings, but uh, in terms of street violence, the vast majority of those guns are are obtained illegally. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so any any uh, any 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 more gun yeah, laws I, I per se? For these people who think the guns are bad, though. Is you know and all that they don't realize that though in their mind they think these motherfuckers just walked into a goddamn gun store bought a gun behind the yeah. counter and walked out and just started shooting people but they don't know shit right. they're obtained criminally the re- what we got to have is stricter regulations in this country I mean tight as hell and then that way that when we don't aren't the ones that give them the fucking guns then it ain't our fault. But don't think they're not going to still get them because as long as there's a criminal element in this world, you will always have a chance to be able to well, get illegal weapons. Uh, you would be surprised, and I, and I don't have the information prepared here to really go to go through it, but the the ways that guns can be sold and distributed, uh, carried across state lines, um, and and even the people that are doing it illegally, the laws to prosecute them, if you, if you get caught with a trunk full of guns, 
with no ammunition in them. There's, you actually, depending on what the circumstances are, may not be in that much trouble. And <clears throat> I, I, I really believe that the gun trafficking laws really have to be examined more carefully. The people that are supplying the, the illegal trade. Um, and that's something that I don't hear talked about enough. And the other thing I will talk about, and then I'll kind of let the, the, the gun thing go. And I'm kind of one of the few people that I know of. There's been a few others who have mentioned this. But I really feel that with all this talk about gun regulations, and, and this kind of ties into terrorism as well, I don't know that enough people are really paying attention to what's going on with 3D printing now. Because with 3D printing, you can actually print a fireable gun that will pass through a metal detector. Dang. Okay. So, um, you know, it, it, they, they're not Holy horribly shit. And, and if they're, if they're uh, you know, if uh, the criminal element out there, these, these 3D printers are not horribly expensive. And the criminal element out there certainly has the resources to buy them. Oh, yeah. And I can't imagine that this isn't going to be... Oh, I'm sure it will. A major security risk in in the years to come, and I don't know that I've heard enough people talk about it. Um, so that's just something that um, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Wow! And one wild. of the th- one of the things that I would say in all this is, like I said about the guy in the room that's willing to kill you, we don't pay much much attention to him. We just worry about taking a wet weapons away from him. There's only going to be so many ways that you, you, you sooner or later you have to deal with the bad guy that's sitting in the room with you. Yeah. And that's something that I have found that, that liberals in particular just have a hard time saying that there are bad people in this world. They just some have people, a hard Some people just thinking. have to be shot. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, getting back to my little scenario there, the day is coming when that guy that we're sitting in the room with, you can take the, the steel gun from him, <laughs> but he could print a plastic one and cap your right. ass. Right. So, uh, you know, I would be very. Uh, we really have to be more vigilant in terms of preventing these types of monsters to develop in our society instead of breeding them with all these goofball things that we have in our, going on in our society right now. And, uh, and when we can't prevent their existence, we have to be more vigilant in getting rid of them. And we're really less about what rights we're violating by getting people out of society that's go- that are going to kill a bunch of people. We definitely have an issue in this country, and it's an, it is a problem. I'm not saying other people don't have issues, but it is a huge problem in this country. This school shooting shit and this mass shooting shit has become an epidemic, and it's in this country. Australia, I read today, or I saw it, they have, I saw it. They have not had a mass shooting since 1996. Yeah. America's having one every three goddamn months. That's a different situation. Uh, that's a whole other program about what's happened in Australia over the last decade or two. Um, Whatever it is, we need to start duck fucking doing it. Well, they, the they, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's it's kind of the analogy almost because their their country is is so sparse and so long. It, it, it's it's a different situation. The United States is not unique, but we're different in the terms of we have high concentrations of urban areas. Um, we have a lot more traffic coming in and out of this country, both well, in terms true. of yeah, that's true. I see where you're coming from, there, Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's it, it, it's 
it's it's a different it's a different ball game. We'll we'll get into that another time. I understand where you're coming from though, though, I, I, because yeah, there's there's a lot of their land over there. It's not even civilized as far as having homes and shipping shelters and shit. Yeah. So yeah, can't really but count it, that. Yeah, well, I'll round this out with with one of these stories about political correctness. I guess you could say this is political correctness. Um, have you? Now you're a guy with small kids. Have you? Have you? Have you? Uh, checked out this Peter Rabbit movie? Whatever this is. Yeah, this I've heard about what you're fixing to talk about. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about. All right. Well, apparently there's this Peter Rabbit movie, and I don't know jack about kids' movies. I didn't like kids' movies even when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> so. I remember I didn't like cartoons one time. I was saying that my dad said to me, my dad knew a lot about cartoon technology and all that. He was a smart guy and he was telling me about pin register and all these other things. All this is a very technical. How they do this. And I'm like, yeah, well, why don't they just put the real people in there? <laughs> Save a lot of trouble. <laughs> but too damn many stuntmen to go through for somebody to play Wally Coyote. <laughs> that is very true uh, of course uh cartoon technology is completely different now with uh you know computer animation and everything but it's still very painstaking um and as a matter of fact it's very expensive i i actually have a few associates who uh do uh, animation for commercials and all that man that can get really really expensive um so anyway um Peter Rabbit, I guess this is a Sony, Sony Pictures movie based on the children's book, got into trouble because apparently there's this character called McGregor. I don't know what this is. Here again, Tom, I mean, he's he's kind of the, uh, the, the uh, rival to these uh, Peter Rabbits or whatever they are. And he has an allergy to blackberries. So there's a scene that <laughs> apparently that these these rabbits throw uh, uh, blueberries. Yeah, is that what a blackberry? Yeah. Uh, okay. At him, and they cause an allergic reaction. Um, and obviously, all the ki- all the uh, parents with their kids that have allergies. Oh, um, as this seems to, uh, you know, present a form of bullying. Oh, uh, God. I hope they don't let their kids watch the Three Stooges or none of that shit. I mean, God damn. Really? Uh, you know, <laughs> um, you can be sensitive to anything. You know, I, I don't care what it is that we talk about. Or, or what is. There's somebody out there who's got a problem that's connected to it. You know? And, uh, you know what? It doesn't matter, man. If if it's sensitive to you, you know, maybe it's not sensitive to somebody else. Just suck it up and go on. It ain't that big a fucking deal. Yeah. You know how many cartoons show shit with people doing stuff to them? Yeah. Well, you know, um, as far as the Three Stooges go, the Three Stooges were actually those shorts with Curly were originally intended to be shown. Now, the movies were different back then. You had like a little short movie, a little skit before the real movie started. And, and the Three Stooges were, you know, put in with movies that were intended for adult audiences. They were really never intended for children. Oh, okay. And what happened was uh, there was a lull there um, when the when the when the business kind of changed and shorts kind of went out of vogue. They weren't being made anymore for the for theaters for theatrical use. Uh, 
Mo was actually working in uh, on one of the Hollywood lots, uh, you know, that with a regular job. And he was approached, uh, and, and, and by this guy who said, uh, hey, listen, we might try running some of these shorts in New York. Do you mind? And he, and he signed off on it. And, he, and at the time, it really wasn't understood by a lot of people around the country what television was. Okay. No. Or how big it was going to be. And uh, I he thought went, it was just a fad. He went to, uh, uh, him and the uh, surviving stooges of the time uh, went to New York to do a personal appearance, and they were astounded by the thousands of people that were there. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, because, because of television. And there was actually a rash of accidents when, uh, the tele- when, the, when the shorts first started on TV. I mean, there was kids hitting their brothers on the head with hammers. <laughs> Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. God damn. So when Mo realized that uh, there was a new audience, um, a lot of the – a lot of uh, one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like the, the Three Stooges in the later part of their careers because their material softened so much. But Mo did that because he realized kids were becoming a very large section of his audience. Oh, so a lot of that violence was really toned down uh, once they're well, – here again, television uh, gave their careers a new breath of life in the 50s and the, and the 60s. So um, he uh, toned a lot of that down. So you're right about that. You're right yeah. about that. Um, but anyway, yeah, this – uh, I, I did want to tell you this real quick. Sure. I don't know, I don't know if – this is not factual yet that I know of. I have to research it, but I've heard this before. That the original Popeyes, the old ones, the black and white ones, uh-huh. were actually shot for adults and had cussing in them. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's why if you go back and watch those real old ones, you'll hear him talking, but you can't never make out a fucking word he's saying. Because it's mumbling. They took all that shit out or something like that. That's what right. I've heard. I don't know yeah. how true that is. But uh, if you go back, if you if you look at the old black and white ones and then look at the newer ones, the way he talks, you can and even though he's still got that shit going in his voice, you can still understand what he's saying in the newer ones. And the old uh, ones, you can't, you rarely make out a word he says. It's yeah. like he's talking to himself the whole time he's walking around, just mumbling. Hmm. But uh, that's something I need that's to look true. into. I would like to check it out out see what the facts are on that. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? So. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's one of the things I'm talking about here. We can't even handle rabbits. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Just like Tony the Tiger said, he said, no mind that the, that the human in the story is trying to kill Peter Cottontail. He said, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he said, where's Peter on that one? <laughs> <laughs> that's like me and him was talking about. I was talking to Liz the other day, man. You people talk about shit now, man. If they made some of the movies they made back in the old days of the day. Motherfucking parents would be going crazy as hell. Look yeah. at old Yeller. Motherfucker yeah. ra- raises a goddamn dog. Pets him, loves him. Hey, old Yeller. Son of a bitch gets rabies and the goddamn kids got to go out and kill the fucking dog. Yeah. That Ain't would nobody, be. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty strong. But, uh, I, 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 I uh, came across this comedian's routine one time and he was. Uh, uh, talking about, uh, he used to do these impressions, and he, he, he his shtick was one of his little routines was if uh, old time actors could get away with what they get away with today in terms of language, what would they sound like? 
And uh, do you remember Edward G. Robinson? Oh, uh, hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. He said, he, he said uh, uh, can you imagine Edward uh, G. Robinson in a sex scene? And he said, he, 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 it goes something like this. <laughs> yeah, give it to you like this, see? Yeah, give it to you real good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I can just imagine that now. <laughs> that would have been a whole new twist on the movie The Black Orchid. <laughs> that would have been a good interracial porn. <laughs> oh, I apologize, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got about two minutes here. I, I've, I've shot my mouth off too much. Uh, do you want to round it out? Oh, man, just... Uh, Y'all be safe out there, man, and uh, be a little bit more uh, lenient to other people's opinions and views. Don't be so sensitive in this world that we're in. It's already fucked up enough. Let's don't make it worse than it already is. There is some good people out there. If you look for them, you can't find them on your 6 o'clock news. I can tell you that. So that's the problem with the 6 o'clock news nowadays. They tell so many fucking bad stories, they don't even give the good ones any fucking airtime. Right, right. And then they wonder why the world is losing hope. They ain't got no damn hope at all. Because all yeah. they're hearing is fucking dread. Yeah. Let them have a little, you know, tell them a little something different every now and then. Mix it up. You know, and but just be, and don't uh, have any hatred in your heart toward other people. Try not to. I don't think I have any. I can't recall me having any hatred toward anybody. I have dislike. I have yeah, yeah. I have some dislike toward people. I mean, if I don't oh, like yeah. them, but now you're not gonna as, love everybody. Yeah, but as far as hate, that's a strong word. No, I don't have that for anybody that I can think of. It. My, it, I think if I knew it, I would know it right off. Well, we'll be back here Monday night, ten o'clock. I have something for us. I don't know what yet, but I'll get something going. Other than that, you got anything? I'm good, man. All right, peace out. Thanks for all the listeners and the downloaders. It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot. Buy a Ryobi OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks, and get one of over 20 select Ryobi OnePlus tools up to an $84 value, free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other Ryobi tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. Ryobi Days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bow through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right too with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20 volt max four tool combo kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17 inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5 U.S. only. 